0: Back to throw his federal floats a pass downfield. Cade Warner makes it over the shoulder, catch out near the midfield stripe. Cade Warner with a terrific grab out to the 47-yard line. That's a 26-yard pickup on the play. Cade Warner back, playing for only the second time this year. He's battled all, all kinds of injuries.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible honor. Um, whenever you have an award that's based on your teammates' voting, it really speaks to who you are and who the team thinks you are. And so it was an incredible honor. Um, I'm blessed to be in the position I am. I didn't expect for it to happen, and then he said my name, and a bunch of emotions rushed in my head. It was great to see you guys congratulate me. Um, I love this team, and I'm going to continue to work for them.
0: And this is more like it, our Cornhusker conversation. Happy to welcome in now Husker wide receiver and captain Cade Warner. Cade, one of five captains named to this team, uh, over 150 players. You are one of five selected. What's, what's the feeling, You know, now that you've had some time to wrap your head around it, that your teammates think that of you? It's, it's amazing
1: it's an amazing feeling um, I remember after I got voted captain I hung out with uh, close friends of mine I just stared at that picture of the five captains for a while just trying to soak it in just trying to really really just take in the moment and it's amazing uh, I'm so happy that my teammates voted me um, it's an incredible honor whenever your teammates vote for an award that you win so it's I'm blessed to be in the position I am um, and it was an incredible day I'm going to remember it for a long time.
0: Tell us how you found out. We've heard over the years different ways in which you guys find out. Sometimes it's in front of your team. Sometimes it's individually. How did you learn that you're going to be wearing the C this year?
1: Yeah, so we uh, voted before practice, and then we went on and had the practice. And after, we all took a knee. And Coach Frost said we counted all the votes. And this year they're going to be five captains. And so I'm sitting there. Oh, okay, five. He goes two on the defense, three on the offense. And I go, oh, okay, three on the offense, cool. And then he said, the three on the offense, um, Adrian, Farniak, and me. And so that kind of hit me on the side. of I didn't didn't really think I was in that position. Um, I think I was leader on the team, but I didn't know I was gonna be a captain at all. So um, it kind of hit me on the side and I was just so many emotions ran through me at that moment, Um, but it was great to uh, hear my name called and all the teammates congratulate me afterwards. Um, So it was an incredible feeling.
0: I know you, you are really close to your family, and, and obviously your dad is going to be the one that everyone wants to ask about, but I scored some major brownie points last year asking about your mom uh, doing this interview. What what was the phone call like to your parents and telling them that, that this was, this is was going to be the situation this year? Yeah, no, she's going
1: to love the interviews today when she sees her name called. <laughs> um, so yeah, I texted them, and I said, hey, I got great news. Um, I got to finish treatment, and I'll call you later. And so immediately they have a ton of thoughts flying around their head. They don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know what's going to go on. But then I call them, uh, I go, Hey guys, just letting you know, um, I was voted one of five captains today and I was in a FaceTime with all my family actually in our group chat and they all were just screaming, yelling. I couldn't hear any singular words, just loud noises of excitement. Um, so it was really cool to hear that. And then obviously I got a long text from my mom and dad, um, just saying how proud they are of me and that, um, the example I've left with this team. Um, and for my younger sibling, so it was a really cool feeling. Um, I love my mom and dad, and I'm I'm happy to make them proud.
0: Kate, I've been doing this long enough to now to see some pretty incredible progressions of players uh, from where they start at Nebraska to where they end. And you've had a pretty incredible progression yourself. You know, coming from a walk on to uh, a guy that was going to be a contributor, kind of a spot contributor to potentially a starter, and now a captain. When you think back to when you first came to Lincoln. What were you expecting out of all of this and, and hoping to get out of this experience?
1: Yeah, no, I talk a lot about expectations. And so I set goals for myself. Most of the goals I haven't reached or didn't reach at the time, and I'm slowly starting to reach them. So my freshman year, my goal was to play and make an impact. Um, that didn't happen. I redshirted, got hurt, um, and I was on scout team all year. Okay, I go to the next year. Next year, um, I got put with the threes and fours in spring ball. So my goal was, okay, hey, my goal was to make the travel squad this year. Um and I made the travel squad and then I ended up starting my freshman year for a couple games. Um, and so the expectations I kept having, uh, I kept not reaching. So um, it's kind of cool to finally um, reach a goal of mine. A goal of mine was to be captain. Uh, I didn't know it was going to happen last year, this year, next year. Um, but it's, it's great to actually get a goal um, achieved. Uh, but as, as I told my family and friends, my job isn't finished yet. This isn't the end journey for me. This isn't the, 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 the epitome of what I wanted to be or the peak of the mountain. Uh, so I'm going to keep climbing and, and, and keep trying to reach those goals I set for myself.
0: You'll find out, and I've talked to a number of captains over the years, that the hard part of, of and the responsibility of wearing the sea is when things aren't going well. And rarely do things go well every single day for the next nine weeks. You, there are going to be times when your teammates are looking to you for help. What what kind of um, response do you have to that, Cade? You're going to have guys from – all different walks of life, all different years, all different backgrounds, all different positions, looking to you for help. How, how are you going to do your best to relate to your teammates and really help the ones that are calling on you to pull them through those dog days? Uh,
1: for me, it's, it's knowing the guys you're leading. So in wideouts, I know we had a meeting on um, basically why do you play the game? What is your motivation? What pushes you every day to be the greatest you can be? Um, so the fact that I know just individually for the wideouts speaking – Uh, I know what motivates them. I know why they're playing the game and why they love the game so much. And so by knowing that, you can kind of pinpoint and and know what you have to say to guys to get the best out of them. And I think um, Lubick and I and the other wideout leaders have done a great job instilling this culture where we all are together and we all are able to sacrifice for each other. And a sacrifice isn't just coming every day and doing your job. Sacrifice is going the extra mile, doing the extra thing, going – a little bit harder so you are fatigued and you are tired and i think that in the whiteout group especially we've had this culture and i think the other leaders of all the other position groups have came together and said that's what we have to be we have to be able to team have be a team that's willing to sacrifice um come in when it's snowing outside and go out there no sleeves and ball out go in the weight room and lift hard after a hard practice we have to be able to sacrifice and do the things that not other that other teams won't do in order to beat those teams, and I think that all the captains and all the leaders have done a great job instilling that culture. And I think we do have a team that's willing to sacrifice. Um, we don't have a tough when we have a tough day.
0: Cade, when we were doing this a year ago, I, w- there was so much frustration with how your season had gone with the injuries, and at that time you were finally healthy, and it, it felt it felt really good to be able to for you to be able to go and contribute and just do the things that you were able to do physically. What did you learn about? yourself during that time last year when you were setting those goals for you but they were hard to reach not because you couldn't but just because you're you know physically unable to move yeah no it was a
1: really tough year for me um going from losing fall camp with a stress fracture to then pulling my hamstring um and then having to play through a torn hamstring so it was a really tough year for me i was in a dark place um but i was able to learn um, where my motivation comes from and who i am as a person uh, when i didn't have football um, so I have this say, I mean, it's not my saying. I'm pretty sure it's from Gail Sayers, a book I read when I was young. But it's I am third, and it's God is first, friends and family are second, and football and everything else is third. So um, that really helped me get through those tough times, realizing that football isn't who I am, and it's not just who I am. Um, so I had to lean in other aspects of my life. Um, but then finally, being able to go out there and contribute was a great feeling to be out there on the field. Um, it was a tough time coming. It took a lot of weeks. It was a lot of pain. Um, but it was a great feeling, and now to be able to be 100% healthy and be able to help this team win football games this year um, is an even greater feeling. So I'm super excited for this season. Um, knock on wood, I haven't had any injuries yet. I feel great, um, and I'm just ready to go.
0: When you look forward to this season, Cade, I feel like last year, and I was doing some digging on some numbers today, Coach Frost has lost 15 games as a head coach at Nebraska. Nine of them have been by a touchdown or a less. You guys have been so close in so many games. Since he's been here, and a lot of times those games, I mean, we could go through the film and I could pick out three plays that change the outcome. What does Nebraska have to do, and what responsibility do you feel and the offense feels about when those times come on that third and seven or that first and goal at the four or whatever it is the situation to be the team that makes those plays this year? How do you take that next step knowing how close you guys are?
1: Yeah, I think this is the grind every day in practice. I think that guys know how close we are to being a good team. And guys know how close we are to getting over that hump and finally seeming like things are going right for us. And I think that we're getting over that hump right now. Um, Every day we work on end game situations, whether it's clutch, whether it's four minute, two minute, um, spiking the ball, It's, it's so many situations. So we have to learn how to close out games from a fundamental standpoint and from a football standpoint, but also from the standpoint of having the conviction that we are not going to lose this game, and we're going to win this football game no matter what needs to be done. And I think Coach Frost preaches conviction a lot, not just to us, but to you guys as well. Um, and I think this team has the conviction to be able to go out there and say, we are going to win this football game no matter what it takes.
0: Kate, I'm remembering last year when we were doing this, I, I one of the things that you told me that I uh, that, that's kind of stuck with me it was I asked about your decision to play receiver, not quarterback, with your dad. And um you, you you talked about that decision and, and you know moving forward at, at wide receiver how, how how do you feel about that now like knowing knowing where you've progressed about your position choice and, and pursued that and put in the work and uh, where it's gotten you today when you think back to that time what, what do you remember about it and, and what do you think about
1: yeah I remember growing up and every year they put me at quarterback and I throw about three passes and they put me back at wide out so <laughs> I remember the rejection uh I remember the the disappointed looks of my father, not really, but he just was excited that I was playing football. But, um, but yeah, no, I remember not being a quarterback. I tell my guys now that I love wide out. Um, it would be great to just drop back and throw a couple times and not have to run 100 yards every play. Um, so I joke with the quarterbacks on that, how we have to run way more than they do. But I'm exci- I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm a receiver. Um, I've got to a position today where I can be successful, um, and I have a future at this position. And so I'm happy I picked receiver 100%. Um, but there are some times I wish I could, I could just drop back and sling it. You know, I just want to show show my dad what I got back there. Um, but I think I'll stick to catching the football.
0: Cade, one last thing I want to get into with you before we cut you loose is is kind of your, I'm going to call them your chalk talks. You know, where you you got guys in your living room, and I know this has been getting out in the media, and you, you've told this before. But how did this whole thing start? Of you getting some guys together, talking football, going over some X's and O's, and really just getting in. I'm just going to call it extra work, even though it's not on field work. It's the mental work that, that's necessary. How did this all start, and, and what, what's been the progression of it?
1: Yeah, no, so it all started, um, I think one of the younger guys hit me up and just said, hey, do you mind if we go over some plays together sometime after meetings? And I said, okay, I'll do you one better. I'm going to go to Walmart, buy a giant whiteboard, and I'll text you all to come over um, when I'm ready. So I bought this whiteboard. Um, I texted the wideouts, hey, come on over today and let's go over football. So I did it for, I still do it, but for a couple days I did it every single day. And a good amount of wideouts would show up. And basically all it is is I just go through each and every play we have. And first I talk about the play. I talk about who we're trying to attack, what the play's goal is. And I go through the progression of the read. And I go against the defense's weakness. So I just go through the entire play and kind of dissect it because I think obviously I'm not a, a physical specimen by any means. I'm not going to go out there on a four three. I'm not going to jump 40 inches. I'm not going to do these incredible things. What I can do is I can read a defense and find the weaknesses in it. I can get there. Um, so I think it I think knowing the defense helps you run routes. And I think it helps you understand the whole play to be able to get open. Um, so That's what I talked to him about. I just talked to him uh, if I was a coach, how I would coach the play. And then I also talked to him about how we are coached to do certain things and kind of mold those things together to be able to go out there and perform the best we can and make sure we have no MAs and make sure that the wideouts touch the rock as much as we can.
0: Where have you seen it benefit you already? Where have you seen it help, this this kind of stuff, help on the field?
1: Yeah, no, actually, it was a it was kind of like an epiphany moment yesterday uh, or a couple days ago. We were doing one-on-ones, and when I talk through route concepts, I talk about how I run the routes and why I run the routes a certain way and different ways you can run routes to get open. Um, and so one of the guys that came actually, uh, Bennett Folkers came to a couple of my wideout sessions. Um, and another wideout ran a one-on-one and he didn't get the ball. And the first thing I was going over to coach him up and Bennett said, hey, come over here. I got you. So then Bennett went and coached him up. So I think that was, was a really cool moment to see that coaching trickle down and leadership trickle down and be able to have young guys help younger guys. And so that way it's not one guy coaching every single time. So that was really cool for me to experience. And it's not the only time it's happened. It just was one time yesterday or a couple days ago. And I said, Hey, Oh, you got him. All right, coach him up. And I can trust those guys that they're going to tell them the right thing. And they're going to tell them exactly what they need to know. Um, So that was really cool to see when we have a group of guys that all want to help each other succeed.
0: That's fantastic. Cade Warner, Nebraska captain, wide out our guest here in our corner Cornhusker Conversation. Craig, Cade, great to catch up with you, man. Congratulations again on being named a captain. That's something you're going to have with you the rest of your life. Um, appreciate the time. Great catching up, and let's go get the Buckeyes. Thanks a lot, man.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.